Hello, and welcome to Ready and Newman's Daily Podcast, your go-to place for common questions about immigration to the United States. Ready and Newman is a team of experienced business immigration attorneys who handle a host of visa categories and complex immigration cases. This podcast will provide an insight into our daily free conference calls hosted by our attorneys, as well as discussions on hot immigration topics. Please note that information provided is not to be construed as legal advice for your specific situation and does not constitute an engagement with Ready & Newman PC or establish an attorney-client relationship. For specific advice on your situation, please contact an attorney. Here's your host. The session will start in three minutes. Hi, this is Rahul Reddy. We have been conducting Zoom conferences or conference calls for the past 10 years. If there is anybody who wants to ask any question, please raise your hand. If you're a newcomer, please show your face and let Gayatri know that you're a newcomer. Then we will promote newcomers. Shweta? Um, hi, uh, my name is Shweta. Uh, I have uh, one question. Um, actually, my husband is currently working on H1B visa and the com- current employer has changed its name and therefore filed an H1B transfer in non-premium. He has an offer from company... Wait, wait, wait. wait the company ch- name has changed and what yes. happened after uh, so he uh, the company filed for an H-1B transfer, which is in non-premium. Uh-huh. Um, now he has an offer with company B. So if the company B files H-1B transfer in premium, what will happen to the first employer's H-1B transfer application? And can he continue to work for current employer until the end of this year? Yes, he can definitely continue to work until the end of this year with the current company that because they filed that they filed the amendment or transfer though the company that uh, changed. Yeah, they can continue working for that company. Okay, and but is it, it may not be good. It's not a good idea to to join the company B until the H-1B gets approved. Because what happens is that when there is a transfer from one company to another company, when the third company files a H-1B, sometimes they may not approve the I-94 because the transfer application is not approved. Okay. And is it going to affect my H-4 plus EAD application, which is already in progress? No, ma'am. You're good. You can continue doing what you Okay, and the current rumors which are uh, coming for H4, uh, H4 EAD application, uh, is it true? Uh, I want you to read an article written by Stephen Brown from our office. He is the person uh-huh. who, is the, who did the court litigation. Stephen, are you there? No, Rahul, still he has not joined. Okay, yeah, um, just read the article that we have written, ma'am, okay? Okay, okay. Next person. Uh, thank you so much. That's all I have. Shivreddy. 
Uh, hi, Rahul. Uh, uh, see, my employer has started my green card process in the month of March 8th this year. And uh, my visa six years, my six years max out is May 2022. The prevailing way PWD has been applied on March 8th and today being November 11th, my P wage determination has not yet happened. So my employer came back to me saying that since it is almost six to eight months and since I have not yet received the prevailing wage determination, they have to restart my labor market test again, which might hold my uh, green card application. H1B yeah. for a long time, okay? Yes. So with my max out being in May 2022, what are my options? Because my employer is uh, very straightforward. He's telling that if we have to do the labor test and after that only we can further can proceed. Can you go and, and work for the company go... in India? No, I'm a US-based employee. Sorry. Well, that's not the question I asked you. Can you work for the company in India? No, they don't allow that. Yeah, you may, well, you know. They don't even allow even an R to work from India. Okay. Well, it is one of the now. big four company. Yeah, you, um, you may have to consult a lawyer to look into the alternative plans, the creative alternative plans. But yeah, if you're stuck with a company that doesn't do the green card properly, and then they don't allow you to work, that's an indication that they don't like you that much. You should have left the company a long time ago, but it's time to leave the company right now and try to join some company that will do the green card process while you are not in the country. Oh, okay. But the advice I was receiving is that even though if you join a new company, it has to start from prevailing wage determination, which it has to start, already but at least they may allow you to work outside the country. Got it. Hmm. Next so question, please. Should I contact you, Rahul, for this? Uh, yeah, for the you can contact any of our people also uh, from our office. Any, anybody can handle this. Okay. Rah Rahul, Stephen, I'm on. Oh, thank you, Stephen. Um, people, were, can you update about the H4 EAD litigation? What can and cannot, Stephen, so that people understand it? Yeah, so, so definitely. So we did resolve uh, one of our two class action cases. Um, and, you know, the big thing that I'm going to tell people is we are anticipating getting guidance from USCIS in the uh, next couple of days. That'll be more definitive on each individual situation. So I'm deferring to waiting on that, but kind of generally what we, are, what we, what we sought out to accomplish and what we got in this case. Um, so one, we still have our case on H4 EAD delays, like that's still pending, right? Um, this case was a, a small group, uh, but a large group that uh, have H4s have already been extended, um, you know, through travel or whatever, and then they apply for their EAD before their current EAD expires, um, and that they should be able to get the automatic EAD extension for 180 days or until their I-94 expires. Um, so the example that I give um, is that um, H-4 spouse has their H-4 EAD valid until March of 2022. Um, the H-1B has now been extended and the H-4 spouse has traveled and gotten their H-4 I-94 valid until March of 2024. Now, 
when the H-4 spouse applies for the EAD extension before March of 2022, the H-4 spouse will get the automatic 180-day extension of the H-4 or until the I-94 expires. Um, and, and the other side of this um, is the L-2 uh, getting incident to status, meaning that if they're in L-2 status, they will, uh, L-2 spouse, status, they will get a um, work authorization just by being on that status. They don't have to file. The L2s uh, don't, would not have to file the EAD. Again, we're waiting on guidance from USCIS because there's going to be timing. Um, they need time to work with CBP. They need time to, to put out the I-9, right? Because the I-9 side of this for employers, they have to have guidance on. And again, we anticipate that coming out very soon. So if I have the H-4 and H-4 EAD extension, both the extension pending, and my mm -hmm. current H-4 plus EAD is expiring on November 30th, under this thing, I cannot continue working unless my EAD is approved but, after that's November 30th. Yeah, that's correct. And that's why we still have the first class action. We totally get the delays are out there on that. That was the original class action case on delays. This was just a, um, a group that we saw that should be benefited as well. Okay. Let's go to the questions. Sure, Rahul. Santosh? Hi, Rahul. Yeah, thanks for taking this. Uh, Rahul, uh, so I have an issue right now. Uh, so I'm working for Employer A for the past seven years. And I have approved 140 with, uh, on EB2 on March 2016. And I got a, another offer like with Employer B and they transferred and I received the H, approval H, H, H1B. It's a change of employer, not a concurrent employment. And they gave start, start data the next week. And um, they mentioned they'll start the GC after six months. So employer A is requesting me to work for two, three months. And they told uh, like, because of the tight timelines and they can't, they asked me if you can help them, if I can help them. So I told uh, the uh, company, legally the, possible the, previous or not. the previous company can file a H1B called concurrent H1B. Once they file, you can continue working with both the companies. Okay. So Andy mentioned like you will withdraw 140 as soon as they leave the company. But can I port the date of for the GC in future, uh, like future H1B extensions or GCs? Uh, how long it's been approved, the I-140 has been? Uh, so it's like March 2016. Yeah, you definitely can port the date, even though they withdrew it. But if okay. you want to work with the company, have them file something called concurrently filed H1B. Uh, sure. uh, Gayatri is going to provide a link, or I'll try to provide a link in the next five minutes, okay? Sure, uh, one last question. So is that, uh, like, I don't know how the I-9 works. So employer B, we have to show the I-9, right? So does employer B knows by any means that I'm working for employer A for no. the time for two months? No, they won't know it. Okay, okay, got it. Thank next you, Next person. Sridhar? Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, so Rahul just... Rahul just uh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, sir. Yeah, I, I, I have valid I-797 uh, February 22nd and classified um, mm -hmm. um, July, uh, but in my I-94, it's showing as a uh, expired on the July on July 4th. So am I eligible to stay here in US or the what I, what I have to do right now? Why is... So the I-94, when did you travel into United States? 
uh, that is uh, 2020 uh, August something like that. Yeah, October 2020 October. Did you file any extension after that? After no, coming into United States? No, I did not file it. Why did you got I-94 only until July 2021? Because my passport expires that time. You need to put the phone off until July immediately. Oh, okay. 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 Thank you. Thank you. You, you are considered to be out of status or unlawfully present in this country. Next person, please. Siddhant. Hey, Rahul, uh, two quick questions. One thing is that my I'm a classic uh, EV2 to EV3 uh, downgrade uh, case. Got an uh, EAD. My wife is using the EAD. I'm still using the old uh, H1. I'm also planning to use the EAD. My question is different. My question is we are planning to go to Cancun for a few, few days uh, towards the end of the December. Uh, mm -hmm. While coming back, uh, we will be using uh, our stamped visa, which is... Uh, H1. She's got H1 and H4. So mm -hmm. will it impact her EAD, what job she's doing, AOS EAD, or no impact on that piece? No impact. None whatsoever at all. None so whatsoever. Okay. And second question is, my daughter did not get the her EAD and AP. So that 131 will get, uh, do we need to file proactively 131 once we come back or wait for them to reject it? Uh, that's a good question. I would, I would file it. I would file it. File it proactively. Uh, yeah. Once they come back. Okay. Yeah. Because our one 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 thirty one is still waiting for more than three eighty days. And I raised the SR also, they always come back and say that we need more details and that they are not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, I got it. I'll refile it once you go to Cancun and come back. Okay, Rao. Thank you. Puja. Hello, Rahul. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. Uh, my question was around uh, port of entry, actually. Uh, I'm on uh, H4 for past four years now, and I have EAD and I work here. Um, the, pro the thing is, uh, I think around five or six years back, I was on H1B uh, with an Indian employer. And uh, they did some sort of fraud and got uh, investigated by authorities. And the company shut down and the owner was deported. I mean, there was uh, a big chaos around that. Is it and, Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't work for them. Actually, I was working at the client locations. But yeah, so we got impacted by that. And after I converted to H4, what happens is every time at port of entry, I get sent to the secondary inspection area. Uh, if I travel alone, if I travel with my husband, I don't face that problem. Uh, but every time I go to the secondary area, they just make me wait. They don't ask me anything. They just review the information and then let me go in, a, in an hour or so. Um, I wanted to travel for my brother's wedding in November. I mean, last week of November. And uh, I'm six months pregnant. Uh, so just wanted to know if I travel uh, when I come back at port of entry due to my pregnancy, can I face any additional difficulty uh, than what I'm actually facing right now at port of entry? Uh, just because you file the 485, you will not have any extra things. Definitely not. Um it will be the same thing though, but what I will recommend at the time when you get the 485 interview, uh, you will be interviewed most probably. At that time, take a lawyer, okay? What's the 485? The, the AOS interview. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't get it. At the airport, you will face the same scrutiny as what you faced before. But right. 
you said you filed the 485 applications, right? I AOS application. No, I have H4 and H4 EAD already, and I have a stamp. I have a valid visa, and I did you I, said that you filed 485? Or you did not. I missed it. No, I did. I didn't say that. Okay. I have yeah, a valid H4 visa till 2023 end. Yeah, you will face the same scrutiny what you faced before, ma'am. But nothing additional because of pregnancy, right? No, no, no. That pregnancy is not good. Not good for the people who are coming on a visiting visa. Okay. 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 For the H4s, if they are advanced pregnancies, it's not a problem for them to come here. Okay. Okay, sure. Okay. Thank you so much okay. for your advice. Thank you. AM. AM, you have to unmute. Hello, Rahul Garu. Can you hear me, sir? Yes, I can. Okay. Uh, thank you for doing this, sir. Uh, uh, Rahul Garu, my question is in regards to refiling of I-485 and a portability question in that regard. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, we, uh, we filed our 485s last October. Uh, no EADAP. Downgrade 140 is approved. Okay. Mm -hmm. Dates have been retrogressed. Uh, both of us have uh, approved I-140s. So... Um, we, we filed a downgrade on my spouse, which is a, a bit later date. So I'm trying to do a refile of I-485 on my date on a straight EB-2. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so here's my questions. Um, so in terms of this portability, I am assuming if I were to not refile now, and if I were to want to change an employer, I'm basically losing the whole thing, right? I would have to go to a new perm, new 140 and do everything, right? Because I filed right. as a dependent, correct? Right. Uh, wait, wait, wait. So you file as a dependent and you're filing on, you want to file on yourself and then you're thinking of alternative change in the company before filing the 485 or after filing the 485? No, after, after. Uh, will you change after six months of filing or before six months of filing? So that's my question. Uh, since I'm I'm filing now as a primary for the first time, even though a application has been pending on me for an year, do yeah. I still have to wait for six more months? That, if I yeah, you still have to wait. That's not your four eight five application. That's your wife's four eight five application. Got it. The, so that's the, one the more company, reason. The company offer should be there after filing the four eight five for six months. The company offer is for somebody else, not for you. Got it. So this is almost like the very first time I'm applying. So as That's a dependent, right. I don't really have any portability no. rules that apply. You don't. You don't. Got it. Got it. Next uh, person. Thank you. Sorry. Iqbal. Uh, hello, Rahul, sir. I have a question. I am, uh, can I continue working on my H1B with my present employer and also work on EAD with a different employer? You, you, practically, you can work for two companies, yes. And I will still maintain my H1B status in case if I have to no, uh, interfile. You will, you, will you will be considered to be in EAD, though. But you can do interfile even if you use the EAD. You cannot refile like the other gentleman. You can still interfile if you use the EAD. Uh, if I continue, if I don't use the EAD with my present employer, I just continue working on H1 and keep extending the H1. But you said you're going to use the EAD with another company. With another, yes, for, for second employment. So that will be considered that you're using the EAD. Oh, okay. 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 So then if you, you can't refile it, but you can do interfiling if you want to. 
Okay. So I'll so I'll have to be on EAD of my own employer as well as the other uh, the practically practically that is right. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Kavita. Kavita. If you're a newcomer, you can you, you should show me? your face, guys, so that we can promote you. Okay. Kavita, go ahead. Can you see me? Yes, go okay. ahead, Kavita. Uh, yeah, so uh, our H1 uh, was expired, is expiring in January of 2022. So we filed for our H1, H4, and H4 EAD concurrent filing in August. And I haven't, um, my husband filed in premium, so he received his H1 approval, but I haven't received my H4 and H4 EAD. I wanted to check if you're still filing for lawsuits right now and if I can work with you or what What, what do you advise at this time? Okay, we have our litigation lawyer, Stephen. Uh, H4, was it? I'm sorry, I missed the beginning. No, the, the, it, it's a delay. Uh, they don't have the H4 approval. Yeah. H1 is approved. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Kavita, we, we can't right now. We have a class action case attacking the delays of H4 and H4 EADs, and so we can't take new cases on um, that particular issue. But it, that case is fully briefed. We're just waiting on a judge to rule on it. Do you expect any time soon, like any any results on that? Or? It, it, it's 100% brief. The judge can rule on it whenever um he's ready to uh it's been fully briefed here for a little bit so all okay. arguments have been submitted and then just waiting for the judge to rule it oh, okay. is there a chance for compromise Stephen, or no uh, we've put out a few things that have been taken back to the agency um that we feel are pretty good middle grounds you know going back to the concurrent processing clearing the backlog premium um uh, and they're still looking into it, but we haven't gotten anything definitive on that one yet. Okay. Next person, please. Thank you. Venu? Hi, Rahul. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Rahul, I spoke to you last week in a TVA mm -hmm. show program uh, okay. regarding I-140. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so what's, hap what's happened was, uh, this is my first time. I finished my master's in 2016. I joined uh, my employer. Uh, and then I was working with him for last five years. So he filed my poem in 2021. I got an RFE for I-140. And then he submitted my, he submitted the RFE. And then later I received the NOID, notice to intend to deny. You, you, you have a degree from which university? Uh, Texas A&M. What is the, what is the, why did they issue a notice of intent to deny? The ability to pay. Okay. Yeah. And you are working for the companies, right? Yes. I'm working for that company from 2016 onwards. But they asked for two, from 2006 to 2000 right now. Uh, no, in the letter they are going, in the night, they are saying that your, your company was established in 2009. And then they are seeing the assets from 2009 onwards. Okay. Go ahead with your question. So what are my chances of approving? Uh, that's, a, that's a wrong notice of intent to deny. They should only look into the ability to pay from the time the labor certification has been filed. So you have a good chances of success though. Next okay. person, please. Yeah, thanks Rahul. Yeah. Rajulu. Hello. Yes, go ahead. Thanks for taking my call. So my personally, my uh, green card was approved on September 30th, the last day. 
but mm-hmm. my wife who is a dependent uh, hers is not and i i do not know at this point is there anything that i should be uh, doing let me let me let me ask you this question what is the priority date right now for you uh october uh, october 2011 ib3 i had down it still is current right now is she maintaining the non immigrant status she could Does not she, a- she had h4 but because i became green card holder automatically she had to move i got to- your point it's it, it's up to you if you want to file an i130 application though it doesn't look good for me but i will throw an i130 application though. you mean with the, the f- with the consular with the consular processing so she has to leave, leave the country when and if the interview comes in uh, if she doesn't get the green card by the time okay <laughs> thank you okay that's not a good alternative but what to do i mean these people are not acting next yes. person please thank you chetan chetan chirag sai sai you, you have to admit yourself sai gayatri hi uh, hi rahul uh, thanks for um, good ma'am thanks for the time and it's i really appreciate it uh i had a question my mother visited the uh, us in 2010 and we legally extended her stay in us and she left us within her um uh extended period uh after 10 years now this month we have to renew her um uh, us b2 visa and mm-hmm. we went for her renewal and uh, the uscs office have issued 221g which literally they asked that to provide Uh, Gayatri, I can't hear you. Now, uh, we lost that her approved mission, um, right? Sorry? Do you hear me? You, yeah. So, so they're asking how she stayed beyond the period of six months and you lost the extension, okay? That's correct, Rahul. We lost it. I wanted to show any evidence to the, the USCS office to... approve her uh, stay now because i don't have that uh, approval uh, i wanted to know is there any form or anything i have to submit to get that um her stay period that to show that can she you, legally can you can you do you have bank bank records do you have it yeah i have her eac number that was approved uh, the, which means that uscs acceptance confirmation showing that her eac receipt was accepted print that one out and, and then file file something called foia uscis freedom of information F- foia uh-huh, uscis F- google it and you may be able F- to get a file of her foia uscis google that foia uscis okay sure we'll do that and by looking into that to my case status uscis i see that it was approved on the june 2 2011 you may and get you may, you may you may get the entire file ma'am there that will be easier oh, okay 
okay thank you uh, uh, yeah i will do that thank you so much for your help you. so if i can Let get me... that information that should be fine right that would be better yes thank you so Next much question. rahul i appreciate your help punam kaushik कौशिक रविंद्रेस Shankar. Hey Rahul, this question is for my friend actually. Are you able to hear me, Rahul? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. Ah, uh, this is for my friend. So actually, uh, he he downgraded uh, last year um, from EB to EB three, sir, and um, he changed the company, and then uh, he used four eighty five EAB. So his lawyer is saying that now you are tied to EB three priority date, and uh, once your EB two becomes current, unfortunately, you will not be able to use that EB two. Is that yeah? Uh, since since he changed the company. he cannot use the i140 belonging to the other company he is stuck with the eb3 okay okay, okay. thanks ra next person please pk hey rahul this is pramod uh yes can you hear yes, me pramod yes go ahead pramod yeah actually uh i i was planning to uh, enroll myself for uh, uh, uh for day one cpt mba program starting january uh we i just wanted to all day one cpts universities are illegal according to us okay um, thank you here's the reason though because um there are two universities there was a sting operation which is university of farmington university and university of northern new jersey there are two university that issued day one cpt that are in jail One is Silicon Valley University. One is Tri Valley University. We consider Campbellsville, Cumberland, and Harrisburg universities also they are fraud according to us. Okay. So what all option do I have? Can I change it to B two visa because my form is uh, waiting for approval something? So I just you can, want you two months time. You can always you can always uh, go to India and come back. That's one option. Even if you apply F one or B two. it's not going to be easy for you to change the status to h1 because they're not going to give an i94 so if you go to india you'll be in a much better position because anyway you have to go for stamping when they see you changing to uh changing to day, uh, f1 or to b2 your chances for approval for the consulate will be less okay so it's it's okay. Uh, better to go back uh, uh, but in that case that's i correct. may lose my job current job so that's the only reason i don't want to get out of United States. Yeah, but I and cannot my, endorse. I cannot endorse you for day one CPT. Yeah. Okay. That's, thank you. And my employer is saying it's better if you can stay in United States legally rather than stepping out of US. Uh, and he is saying it will help him 
for I-140 and other documentation process. Is, is that true? No, that's not true. Okay, thank you. That, that's ne Next that's question, it. please. If you're not Kish working, it doesn't help. Kishan? Yeah, Rahul. Uh, uh, Rahul, uh, my priority date is current, that is June 2028, 2011. I have downgraded to EB3 also, and we applied EAD on uh, June 12th. So there is no update like uh, uh, in 485 or uh, EAD also. Is there any way I can uh, expedite? Stephen is um, asking for adjustment of status EAD is not being approved. Uh, yeah, shoot us an email. Okay. We'll talk about uh, send, send an email to Stephen at rnlawgroup.com. Okay. S E V E N. Yeah, there, there's options not on the 485, but on the inner embeddedments, EADAP. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sure, sure. Thank you. Thank you, Ralph. Thank you, Stephen. Next caller, please. Anna? I, um, I I have received um, EAD parole last year when I downgraded my EB3 uh, from EB2 to EB3 and I even 14s everything's approved. I'm not working with that company currently. I worked with them earlier. Um, they just helped me processing my I-485 and all that. Um, my EAD is expiring in mid-Jan and I've already filed for extension in August and I do have another offer. I'm currently mm -hmm. on H1B, so I'm planning to take the offer and move on EAD. So what do you suggest? Because uh, it's taking that's time fine. for the EAD approval. So I'm not sure like... Uh, oh, that's fine. You can still continue working after the EAD expires for a period of six months so, after your EAD expires. So your EAD is expiring in January though. You can work until July of 2021. This is only for adjustment of status EADs extension guys, not for others. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so you're hoping that at least I should get the EAD extension yeah, by that yeah. time. That is okay. right. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'll take the last caller, guys. Eight two double four. Number ends with eight two double four. Hurry. One more, they don't do it and we'll accept. Hari, yeah, okay, Catherine. We'll end it then because a lot of people are not pressing the button to unmute. It's 12 o'clock, okay, Rahul. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening to Ready and Newman Daily Podcast. We sincerely hope that you've taken something valuable out of it. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. For more information or if you want to make an appointment, check out our websites, rnlawgroup.com and immigrationgirl.com. Have an awesome day.